Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. No games on the schedule? No! That doesn't stop us from talking football. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development. Here are your hosts, past WFCA President Tom Swiddle and WSSP High School Insider Big Time Mike McGiver. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Thanks for joining us. I'm Mike McGivern alongside, well, I don't know why I keep saying that. I haven't seen him in a long time. He's Tom Swiddle, <laughs> Associate Head Coach at Arrowhead. Hey, Tom, you know, we, we, uh, we like to have our sponsors on. Uh, probably twice this year we're going to do this because I, I don't know how else to thank these guys, but to have them on and talk about their companies. But, they, you know, Pick and Save's been with us forever. Pelly's been with us the last couple of years. And talking to Gina Dell and John Calaworth from, from Pella and, and Emily and, and, and Jed and Jim from, from Pick and Save, they, they just really, really believe in the community aspect of the use of youth and high school sports throughout the state of Wisconsin. And, uh, boy, we thank them, don't we? We sure do, and, and you said it best, Mike, when you said that, um, you know, we couldn't do these shows, and thank them so much for everything they do for for all of the high school age and, and youth age sports people out there. Yeah, I agree. Hey, our next guest, and he is uh, the head football coach at Chippewa Falls High School, and he's the Margin Dick Rent, um, Rundle Positive Influence of Coaching Award winner this year, and uh Boy, I kind of feel bad that that uh, he, they were not able to have the event, um, the Hall of Fame event. But he is a guy that uh, you and I talked about. And you've got a ton of respect uh, for Chuck Rakovich, and we're looking forward to having him on for for two segments. Um, Coach, how you doing today? I'm doing good, guys. How you doing down there? Doing okay. Tell us uh, what's it like in Chippewa Falls nowadays. Uh, downtown Chippewa Falls is pretty boring this time of year, right? You know, normally it's incredibly exciting as spring of the year, you know, it's awesome, but uh, this is weird. It doesn't matter where you're at, it's just weird. Yeah, I agree. Hey, hey Chuck, hey, Tom, uh, go, go, go I'm ahead, sorry, Tom. Mike. No, you go ahead, Tom. I was, I was uh, holding off for you. Okay. Uh, Chuck, it's great to have you on the show, and, and I just want to echo what Mike said, that it's unfortunate that uh, the Hall of uh, where you would have received your, your award was not held this year, but uh, you're just going to have to put that off for a little while because you will get the award next year, and uh, that's going to be a great evening for, for you and your family. Um, Chuck, you have around the state just so much respect. Not only are you a successful football that I mean, you know, Chippewa Falls is a very successful football program, but the things that you have implemented in the school and in the community really are, are beyond belief and second to none in terms of that. And, and you certainly are, are um, you know, a worthy award winner for the Rundle Positive Influence of Coaching Award. So uh, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Well, Tom, you know, it's, 
it's not a Chuck Rakovich award. This, this award goes to the community. Uh, you know, when you have a, a great athletic director like we have, Mike Thompson, uh, president of the school board, Dave Check, who played for me, and the, the parent reps that we have, and, and more importantly, the, the, the players that that do these things, if that's a, the award should go to people like that. Well, again, you're being humble, but you are the man that, that gets it done. And, you know, you, you have three community service projects involved in that, that Mike and I would like to talk about today. Um, I'll just name them. You have a, a Veterans Appreciation Game Night uh, during the season. Um, you have a Captain's project that I think is fascinating and, and one that I think will motivate other coaches to do something. And then finally, you do a spring extravaganza fundraiser in which you have raised in 17 years over um, $1.1 million for Chippewa Falls uh, athletic program. So uh, why don't we start with, with the, the uh, Veterans Appreciation Night. Um, what was your motive? for getting involved in this well i'll tell you what uh, tom it, this is that's an incredible event and it all started uh i've got a fraternity brother from college by the name of scott marrier who uh he uh he's got a trailer factory and a pontoon factory but he's huge in the efforts to help homeless vets and and I wasn't aware of this issue and the problem and and one day I was with him and he was telling me about the the things that they are doing to try to get clothing to these homeless veterans and and he said you know I've got little old ladies knitting gloves and scarves and things like that so so one day I was sitting on a bucket ice fishing and and I thought how in the heck can we help this out and I then I thought well I got a great a great football team a great community I'll bet you we can do something. So, you know, with Scott, Scott and Deb, his wife, their health, uh, we put this thing together. And I, I'm going to tell you guys, this thing is growing, and it's turned into something incredible. And, and I'm just more than excited to talk about it. And I really would hope that other schools would implement something like this. You know, you sent pictures uh, yesterday um, to myself, and, and I forwarded those to Mike, and I, I really got a feel for that night uh, through the pictures. Um, and then I've read some of the testimonials from individuals who have participated in the event. And, you know, words like, there's not a dry eye in the place when the national anthem is played. And they talked about the human tunnel that is formed by the freshmen when the veterans enter the field. Um, can you give us a little bit more insight to what that night's like? Well, it, it's, you know, it's incredible, like I said. But, uh, uh, you know, let's talk about these, these veterans and what they've done. It, you know, think about what we're going through right now, this, this uh, imposed stay-at-home order. Just think if we lived in a country where they had all kinds of orders like that, and, and we don't, and it's because of these veterans. So that night, uh, it, it actually starts on Monday of that week where we – we open up an enclosed van and we collect clothing items for these homeless veterans. And uh, people drop things off as, you know, in the evening. We have, we have it manned with people. And, and we usually fill that trailer. As a matter of fact, uh, in speaking with Scott and Deb Marrier earlier this week, we have uh, our community has collected over 30,000 items of clothing for homeless veterans. And uh, so that's... That's there, and then we have a reception area for the veterans, uh, cookies, coffee, et cetera, where they can mingle and, and uh, talk to one another. And then the freshmen make this tunnel, and they applaud the veterans, shake their hands as they walk onto the field. They The veterans line up on the end line. The colors are marched out. The anthem is played, and if you see that one picture of the of our football team with their helmets raised in their right hand, uh, I encourage, and it's always worked out that the, that our opposition, whoever it is that game, do the same thing, and we we keep those helmets in the air until all the veterans leave the field. And you you know there are some of those that are awful crippled up and move awful slow, but those kids hold those helmets up until until they're off the field. And then periodically during the game, they'll announce, well, all the, the 
Marines stand up and people applaud them. And, it, you know, there's one picture that I sent you of, of a flyover. We even had a flyover last year, and I believe it's called a missing man formation, which was uh, pretty touching, too. So there's a lot of things that go on that night, and it's, uh, it, it's incredible. And I should also say, and you, you saw the picture of the bucket of money there, We've, we have yeah. a miracle minute. We have a miracle minute between the second and third uh, quarter where those freshmen, they take buckets and they go through the crowd and they collect money. And in the, we've done this for four years now, and they've raised $11,500. And all that money goes for boots to these uh, homeless veterans. And, and on a side note, which is kind of, a, kind of neat, uh, this past fall we had a group of football players go over to the Twin Cities and personally fit 150 pair of boots to these homeless veterans. Wow. You know, and there's a lot of issues with injuries, et cetera, et cetera, with with these veterans. So our players went over there and fitted these boots for these guys. And Scott and Deb Marrier told me one time, he said, there's no street corner on in the Twin Cities where people don't know about Chippewa Falls football. And that's kind of neat. Boy, that sure well, you is. Can, yeah, you can certainly see why um, he will will be given this award next year, and he, he, he won it this year. The Margin Dick Rundle Positive Influence of Coaching Award and, and I got to tell you, before we get to a break, I, I doing some research on, on, on Chuck, the head coach at, at Chippewa Falls. He was named the head coach at Crandon at 21 years old. I didn't even know where my socks were at 21, I have to be honest with you. And it was a few years ago that he was a 21-year-old head coach, the youngest head coach in the state. And there's a quote that, that he gave in this article that I read. He said, I can remember being 21 years old, youngest head football coach in the state, and remember an opening kickoff of the game against Elko. And I stepped out of the field, and I thought, oh, I can't do that anymore. I'm the guy that has to lead this team, and I have never forgotten that. And he has been uh, in and around high school football for just about his entire life. And we're going to uh, continue. We're going to keep him for another segment, if that's okay, Chuck. We have so much more to talk to you about. But he's Chuck Rakavich, again, the head football coach at Chippewa Falls High School. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I am Mike McGivern. My co-host is Tom Swiddle, the associate head coach at Arrowhead, our guest for this segment. And he's a good one. He is the head football coach at Chippewa Falls High School, Chuck Rakavich. And he is the winner of the Margin Dick Rundle Positive Influence of Coaching Awards. And Tom, in the article that, that uh, again, I read there's another spot that I just I kind of highlighted, and he talks about his staff, and he talks about most of the, 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 his assistant coaches are guys who played under him. And he says, look, do, do we win enough? Uh, that all depends. Sure, every coach, every player, every team, every school would like to win every single game. So you have to look at the other things, the relationships you build. Have you taught kids something, and how much have you given back to the community? And we had this conversation this just comes second nature for Chuck. He understands giving back to the community and teaching those kids very valuable lessons. I'm sure that uh, Rako's uh, uh, former players, uh, many of them uh, grow into community leaders and in, in wherever they're living and in, in the occupations, whatever that is that, that they have. And I'm sure their experience at Chippewa Falls High School with football, you know, has, has put them in that community leaders. And, you know, uh, Chuck, everything that, that you do uh, with your football program um, is building character among your players. And, you know, one of the things that, again, you're being honored for uh, is your captain's project, which is very unique I, I've, of uh, uh, selecting team captains, the way in which that you do that. And, and Mike, you can attest to the fact that leadership on your teams, all the years that you've coached basketball, I'm sure the, the you know, the best teams that you've had have, have been ones with great leadership. hundred percent. Yep. So Chuck, if you could perhaps talk about 
you know, sort of the motivation for, for taking on this, this captain's project that you did? Because it is very unique. Well, that's interesting, too, because, guys, you know as well as I do that, that not everybody wants to be a captain. So, you know, how do you, how do you go about this? And I've done it many, many different ways throughout my career. You know, coaches elect them, then you get parents upset. Uh, uh, the kids elect captains. Well, is that a popularity thing? That's really not, you know, a captain. So, again, I think it was one evening as I was sitting at a street stand thinking about football, which I do about 23 and a half hours a day. <laughs> um, I, I said, you know, there's got to be a better way. Captains have got to earn earn that honor, earn that back being a captain. So I came up with this process, and basically the process is, <clears throat> in order to be a captain on our football team, first off, you got to be a senior. Secondly, you've got to do a project, and the project has to bring the team, school, and community together. Wow. You have to write up what your project is going to be, <clears throat> submit it to me, and I say, okay, yeah, that's a good one, or no, you can't do that. You have to organize the project. After the project, you have to write up how it went, good to bad, whatever, and I submit that to our, our administration. And uh, and then, you know, one of the key things I've done is, is in order to be a captain, you have to lift in our weight room and be involved in our in our off-season program. Because as you know, there are so many so many places that kids can work out, and it's pretty important for a captain to be working with, working out with his teammates. So. That basically is, is what we do, and, we, and I'll tell you, there's been some incredible projects that kids have come up with. Boy, that's, that's really cool, and, and i got to tell you, I, I love the fact that that, that servant leadership, Chuck, that, that you have and that you're trying to install and instill in, in your players um, is really impressive. Your, your father was, was a coach, and, and he was uh, inducted in the WFC Hall of Fame in 1992, does that come, do you think that that comes from, from him where he taught you that making sure that, that you as a football coach, it's more than just X's and O's? Well, the old, the old saying, little eyes are upon you. And, and, and that's where my eyes were when I was growing up as a kid watching my dad. And, you know, he coached in a small, small town in New Auburn. And, and he actually mowed the football field with a push mower every, every week in the summertime. He gave kids a ride home. Uh, after practice that had no transportation. He did so many extra things for people, and, and I saw that. And, I, and I, you know, to me, that was just second nature. That's things that, that, that people ought to do for each other. So that, that's kind of how I came about it. And, and, again, it goes right back to my dad. Hey, hey Chuck, can I ask you this? Because um, Tom's son, he, uh, um, his son played for him, and my son played for me in basketball, and you played for your dad. Was that a good four years for you playing for Joe? Well, actually, my dad uh, got into administration my going into my sophomore, my ah. sophomore playing. And his reasoning was, and, you know, I always remember him telling me this, which I'm not so sure I, I, I like his, his reason, but he said, I want you to make sure that you achieve what you can on your own and not have people say that you played because you're the coach of the So, you know, well, I don't, right or wrong, that's what he said. You know, I know TC had a really good experience, and, and, and it was rocky sometimes. I'm sure that, that you oh, know, yeah. we've had that experience, Tom. And my yeah. son, and, and it's funny, Chuck, that you say that because I didn't know. My son went to a really small Christian school in Menominee Falls, Wisconsin. I was coaching at Whitefish Bay Dominican, left Dominican to go coach at Calvary Baptist so I could coach him. And I didn't know until after he graduated that even in a small Christian school like this, that he there were some things being talked about in the locker room and, and up and down the hallways that that he shielded me from, and I, I just I you know to to know that you had your eyes on him as a young kid and watched how he coached and that's kind of how you developed and the, again the servant leadership side of what you do in your community is just really impressive to me and and Tom I know it's really impressive to you as well. Oh, absolutely. Just, uh, it, it's so unique. The, the, the whole, you know, the, the, the question that was asked, the second most question that was asked of me when I took over the Brookfield East program after what offense are you, was who is going to be your captains? 
And, you know, I, I, I don't even know these guys. How would I know who the captains are going to be, you know, yet? And it's just such a big deal. And to have, uh, you know, people work for that honor because it is an honor to be a captain. Yes. I look at all the awards that I won, you know, as a, as a, as the one that's the most meaningful to me is when I was voted captain by my teammates. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. You know, Chuck, you got to get, you're maybe getting tired of going into all these Hall of Fames, man. The, the WFCA as a coach, you went in in 2010 at uh, University of Wisconsin Superior, uh, 2019. Uh, WFCA with the, the one that you were just uh, awarded with the Margin Dick Rundle Positive Influence of Coaching Award. Yeah, you, you know, you got to be shaking your head a little bit, right? Guys, it's like I told you at the start. It, it really isn't me. It's all the people that allow you to do your job and, and, and help you along the way to do it the right way. You know, our administration, it, it just goes on and on and on. It's, just, it's a living award that people that guided you through your life and the people that allow you to coach them give you it. It's not anything that should be just mine. Hey, hey, Chuck, before, um, earlier in the show, we had on the head football coach at Brookfield Central and the head football coach in Berlin Eisenhower, and we talked about youth football here in southeast Wisconsin and what they're trying to trying to accomplish and trying to, to get more kids to play and trying to figure out some, some ways to do that. I'm wondering, the youth football program uh, up in Chippewa Falls, how healthy is that program? It's, it's very healthy. It's uh... They have a beautiful facility. Uh, they have three football fields. They have a, a concession area. They have parking. They have a picnic area. It's very healthy. They have two avenues. They have tackle football, and they also have flag football, which they started a couple of years ago. So it, it's healthy, and you can look at it two different ways. You can say, well, you know, kids shouldn't play football to learn high school or whatever. But, uh, man, these guys – these guys work so hard to promote football, and I don't, I don't see a negative. I, I think these guys that have started Chippewa Falls Youth Football Association over the years have done a great thing. And I also want to say it isn't just Chippewa. They've allowed uh, other communities to come in and be part of that program also. Wow, you know, that's they, fantastic. You know, Chuck, when, when Tom Swiddle played uh, youth football and high school football, and I played high school football at Mesmer, and when you played – our practices were a lot different back then than, than the way you guys practice nowadays, correct? Oh, well, I guess they were. <laughs> you know, I don't think anybody told coaches how to run practices back then. And, you know, they pretty much did what they wanted. And now we're kind of legislated to do uh, time and contact, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, it's not bad. I, I kind of like how we have practices now. You know, to be honest with you, Coach, so do I. I mean, I – I, it's just, you know, and I started coaching in 1979. You started much earlier than that to see the evolution of how things are done in football. Was when I began coaching, it's it's like it's almost like a different game in some respects. Oh yes, it is. It's, uh, uh, you know, it, it's good. It's I don't know. At one time there was a, a number like 125 rule changes that have, have impacted football for the betterment and. You know, the game is safe. It's, it's a great game. I, I, I really believe every kid ought to be, be playing football, no matter what. Yeah, yeah I, I think we, we all agree with that. And the fact that, you know, we, we as, 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 you know, men and coaches and, and people in our community have to work so hard now to get kids and parents to understand that football has never been safer. I believe that. Tom believes it. I know, uh, Coach, that, that you believe it as well. And give give your kids a chance to fall in love with the sport that we all love. And there's so many options for kids now. And and if they don't get enough playing time or they don't get to play the position they, they want to play, you know, they're quick and the parents are quick to pull them out and move them into something else. And I think they're doing a disservice to their kids because the life lessons that you learn about being on a team, especially in football, I think is it will last the rest of your life if the life lessons are, are, are taught to you correctly. Oh, absolutely. And a, and a good thing about football is that there's a spot for everybody, every body type, every, every type of athlete, you can find a spot in football. And, 
And it, uh, you know, it just doesn't get any better than that. No. Hey, Reiko, one last question before we go to break here. Um, so with all the things that you've done at the high school and the community, when you're done coaching, are you going to run for mayor? No, absolutely not. I'm just going to keep yeah. I, You know, this is fun. I, I, I'll keep helping people and helping the community. And, and uh, I, I don't I, – ah, no, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. I don't know. I keep hearing there's signs up in Chippewa Falls, Rako for mayor, but that's just what I'm hearing down in southeast Wisconsin, Coach. Yeah, that's not true at all. <laughs> hey, Tom hey, guys, Swiddles, go ahead. Before you before I get done with you, I want to make sure that I give you that website for that uh, for uh, Scott and Deb Marrier for the uh, the homeless veterans in case somebody wants to go and visit that site or even some other schools want to get involved with it. That would be outstanding. Um, you want to give that to us, and we can uh, we can certainly promote it throughout the rest of the show. Coach, what is that website? It's everythirdsaturday.com. Easy. Everythirdsaturday.com. Right. Everythirdsaturday.com. If you want to go on that website, take a look at, at uh, the great work that they're doing. If you can donate some money, that would be very helpful to them. and Absolutely. and. Uh, we, if we can uh, get some money from, from this side of the state to, to help that, uh, everythirdsaturday.com, we will do our best. We'll continue to promote that website throughout the rest of the show. Hey, Chuck, thank you so much. I've heard nothing but really good things about you, and, it, and it's our pleasure to have you on our show and look forward to having you on again uh, in the near future. You know, stay safe with you and your family up in Chippewa Falls, and, and uh, you know, you can always go out fishing. Because they say hey guys, that you can you can do that. Guys, I'll tell you what. I'm the luckiest guy on earth. I've got the greatest job on earth in the greatest town with the greatest kids and families. And I'm just a very lucky guy. And I'm, I'm thankful that you guys could uh, listen to me ramble on here. I appreciate that. And uh, good luck to you guys and stay healthy. Thank you. you. Got it. We, we will certainly do that. Uh, Chuck, thank you so much. We're going to get to a break. On this side of the break, Eric Tresky. He is the head football coach at Wisconsin Lutheran College, will join us. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com for more information. Boy, I'll tell you, Tom, uh, boy, uh, Chuck does a nice job up at Chippewa Falls. And, you know, we're kidding, but he could run for mayor, and, and, and I bet he would win. Oh, he'd be a hard opponent to beat. For that, for mayor of Chippewa Falls, that's for sure. He, he really would, and, and I'd love, you know, it just seems to come natural, and, and he's a guy that could stick his chest out a little bit. He could say, hey, look at me, because of all the things that, you know, he, he has accomplished, and all he keeps talking about is his staff, his players, his community, his family, all, all of the things that you would... You wouldn't have to, but you would almost expect a guy like that to do. And, and uh, boy, Chippewa Falls is, is lucky to have a coach like that that cares so much about their kids and their community. Absolutely. And, you know, what gets overlooked is he's a trem- he does all this extra stuff, all the community projects and so on, but he is one heck of a football coach. They have a very, very successful program at Chippewa Well, speaking of, uh, of head football coaches, Man, um, Wisconsin Lutheran College is a new young head coach, and uh, he is a former player and assistant coach, Eric Tresky, who is now the head of that program. And I know firsthand how hard it is to move those. Uh, in basketball, it's about eight inches. You move eight inches to the right, an assistant coach to a head coach. And uh, we're now joined by the head football coach at Wisconsin Lutheran College. He's Eric Tresky. Coach, how you doing today? Doing very well. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, how uh, it's impressive. A young guy, you know, former player, then an assistant coach, and now a head coach at Wisconsin Lutheran College. 
And what a time to be doing this, Coach. I mean, this, we've <laughs> never been through anything like this. And this is when you, when you were named the head coach, this isn't what you thought, you know, this time of year you'd be doing, right? Uh, yeah, there was, there was not in my coaching manual um, when I interviewed for the job. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do during a pandemic? But, um, yeah. you know, we're working hard through it, and fortunately i got a great staff that's supporting us, and we're doing the best for our players and for our recruits. So, Hey, Coach, can I ask you a quick question? When you were playing at Wisconsin Lutheran College, did you, did you think of yourself as somebody who might want to get into the coaching ranks at that time? Honestly, I did not. Um, I knew I loved helping my teammates. Um, that was something that I really enjoyed, but I, I didn't see, you know, I didn't see coaching in my future. Uh, but it's funny how God works and, and just kind of takes you down a road that you maybe don't see for yourself, but ultimately is a much better plan. So I'm, I'm very thankful I'm in this role now for sure. Well, and I, I've known Eric for a while now, and he he and I actually worked together at Wauwatosa East one year. He was our career center uh, coordinator there, and, and we worked closely on some things. And, and I was always impressed, a hardworking guy, uh, you know, just very sincere, worked well with others. And when I saw that you got the head job, knowing, also knowing your football background, Eric, I was not surprised. I mean, I think it just makes sense, and what a great hire – for Wisconsin Lutheran College, but I have to ask you, what's it like replacing a legend in Dennis Miller, the man yeah. who started the program at Wisconsin Lutheran College? Yeah, there's there's some big shoes to fill. Um, you know, and I think it's really a, a unique opportunity because I played for him as well. Um, you know, Dennis has always done um, a great job of making this program, I think, built on on what's most important, and that's building men of character. Um, you heard. Um, you know, coach, just in the segment before, talking about all the things that I think um, football does for a young man um, and learning how that can translate to the rest of your life, help you become a better husband, a better father, a better member of your community. And um, though I'll never be able to be Coach Miller, I mean, I, I'm going to do the best I can to continue to build on that foundation and, um, and make this program about what I think is most important. So, Hey, hey Coach, um Going back to you, did you play at Cedarburg High School? I did, yeah. I played for Coach Lear. Yeah, he didn't throw the ball much back then, right? <laughs> no. And you go to Wisconsin, you go to Wisconsin Lutheran, you're the leading receiver for your junior and senior year, all conference. Did you ever go back and say, hey, Coach, maybe you should have thrown the ball to me a little bit? <laughs> We've actually talked the passing game quite a bit the last couple years. <laughs> it was kind of funny, but... Yeah, yeah. I was a quarterback and uh, was the lead blocker in the system. Yeah, so it was a little different. Yeah, they're really different. And then you show up at Wisconsin Lutheran. Did they say, "Hey, look, if you uh, have you ever played wide receiver?" Yeah, it, so I, I kind of bounced around a little bit my freshman year. Came in as a quarterback and definitely was not ready to learn uh, a, a West Coast offense by any means. Um, so I play. I actually got moved to to defense the first year. Um, and they found out that I was I was definitely an offensive player, <laughs> so um, moved me in my sophomore year, and the receiver became a, a really good transition. But it was it was fun learning. I was a quarterback, so you learn a lot of little details in the game, and you think through the game. I, I had no idea going into that transition how um, intricate the receiver position was. So it was really awesome to to go down a new path and see football from a different light and, and learn a lot of new techniques and everything else. So. You, you kind of thought those receivers were just the pretty boys back then, right? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. The, the pretty boys that can run fast. That was pretty much how you think about it. But, yeah, there's a lot that goes into the receiver. I have to laugh, you know, talking about, you know, playing receiver with Eric's background because I knew he was a quarterback in high school. But, uh, you know, he's really learned the position well because for years he's done, I don't know, maybe you still do, you probably don't anymore, but all those years that you worked, the wide receiver portion of Jeff Tricky's camp. Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, I, I still do work with Jeff in his camps. Um, obviously, now being a head coach, my role might not be as uh, as involved. Um, but yeah, I mean, you guys know Jeff. He's been you know good friends of yours and on the show and on those. I mean, Jeff's amazing. I've learned so much from him and um, how to be you know a player centered coach and coach the heart and um, coach the right way. And it's been really cool to be able to teach um, the receiver portion of that camp and see those kids grow. We are talking with the, the uh, head football coach at Wisconsin Lutheran College. He is uh, Eric Tresky's four-year letter winner. 
at Wisconsin Lutheran. The most impressive part to me, and I've read his bio, is he was twice named the Warriors' most inspirational player. And, Coach, I think that that lends really well to, to, to being a head football coach. When guys look back that, if, that, that are now going to be playing at Wisconsin Lutheran and you're standing up in front of them, talking to them about playing at this level, and they start doing their research and say, hey, man, this guy ranks fifth in the school history in receptions and a two-year uh, winner of the Most Inspirational Player Award. I think that lends a lot of credibility to what you're saying to them because you've been at exactly where they're at. Those freshmen that are coming in that are wide-eyed and bushy-tailed thinking, hey, man, I'm the quarterback. I'm the quarterback of the future here. And then walk on campus and say, okay, maybe I'm not ready to take that step. And I think that when you when you sit them down and talk to them about your transition from playing quarterback to, to being a really good wide receiver, I think that they, they, they certainly will listen to what you have to say at that point, right? Yeah, I think it helps give some, some credibility for sure. Um, you know, like we talked about, you asked if I had planned on being a coach, and I told you, you know, quite honestly, no, that wasn't what I thought when I was in college. Um, you know, there's always a reason for what we go through. And, you know, looking back on it now, um, you know, as a a 34-year-old who can say, like, have some, some benefit of hindsight, you see why you went through those things. And so now when I'm getting a chance to mentor and coach kids and that are going through the, the ups and downs, right? I mean, college football, much like high school football, is filled with, with a lot of great peaks that we love, but also some valleys. And um, when you can help them learn um, how to work through those valleys and um, it's just, it's incredible. So, um, yeah, it's, it was definitely a unique experience and I'm glad I went through it. Hey, Eric, I got to ask you, you know, taking over as a head coach at a college, there's just so many responsibilities and attached to that. When you sat down and you made your initial to-do list, what were some of the things at the top of that list? So, um, the very first thing was I, I wanted to establish the right culture and expectations. Um, and you guys know, I mean, as much as coaches love to talk scheme and everything else, I mean, the fun parts of football, none of it matters if, if you don't have the right culture in place and um, the right foundations built. So um, I wanted to make sure our off season was incredibly important in, in establishing those that our returning players knew um, what it meant to be a warrior from here on out um, and um, what we were going to expect of them, but also what that was going to do for them um, in the short and long term. So, I had a meeting with the guys. It was like January 22nd, I believe. It was like a Wednesday night. I um, introduced myself and kind of what our program was going to be about. And the very first thing that I wanted to make very clear what our program was about was, was love. And I said, listen, like, there's two main driving forces um, in your life. It could be love or fear. You can be afraid to fail, and that will motivate you, or you can, you can be um, loving, and you want to do everything you can for your teammates, for your family, and for, the, for your love of the game. Um, and we're going to be driven on love. And I, I wanted them to understand that the best way to show love, and you think about it as a husband or a father, the best way to show love is, is through sacrifice, is through what you give of yourself. Um, and so we set a, a, a line of expectations of what it means to sacrifice and do that for our teammates. And I um, was incredibly impressed with our response. I mean, we had over 50 guys there every single morning pushing each other, um, finding new heights and finding ways to show that they love being a warrior and love each other. And um, it just gets me excited about hopefully getting um, able to kick it off in the fall. You know, he is uh, Eric Trusky. And, and, and in my real life, I'm a sales rep for these radio stations. Wisconsin Lutheran College is uh, a client of mine. And so when I'm doing research to, to look up Eric and kind of get a feel for who he is and how who he's going to be as a head football coach, Here's the quote that, that jumped out at me. It's a blessing and an honor to be the next football coach at Wisconsin Lutheran College. We have an incredible opportunity to use our passion for the game of football to share the love of Christ and build the next generation of servant leaders. The WLC uh, campus is filled with tremendous people, and I look forward to working with them and the rest of the football staff to create a Christ-centered championship-level football program. If I'm a parent of a high school-age kid, that faith is important to them and they want to play at the next level and I read that, I'm going to have my son go and take a look at Wisconsin Lutheran College. I don't know if he's going to play there, but I'm going to want him to meet this head coach 
who is Eric Trusky. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation with Eric. He is the head football coach at Wisconsin Lutheran College. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coach Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Mike McGiver, my co-host, is Tom Swiddle. He is the associate head coach at Arrowhead. And our special guest, head football coach at Wisconsin Lutheran College, Eric Tresky. Hey, Eric, uh, Lakeland is uh, Lakeland College also a, um, uh, a sponsor, or a, a, I'm sorry, a client of mine, and I've been on their campus a lot. And I, it's a beautiful campus, but it is good to come home, don't you think? Yeah, it feels good to be uh, to be at where where I called home for for many years, both as a, a player and as a coach. Um, but I'm so grateful for the time I had at Lakeland with all we had amazing kids. Actually, one of them is actually an assistant coach for me now, Michael Whitley, our, our former quarterback. Um, but to be able to work with Colin and his staff, it was it was definitely a blessing. Hey, Whitley was he was a big time player, wasn't he? An All American or something? He was an All American. Yeah, he he um, he worked really really hard at his craft and. Um, has decided to join the coaching ranks. Was at uh, Fort Valley State down in Georgia um, last year, a Division II program, and we were really fortunate to be able to have him um, be our quarterbacks coach moving forward. Does he uh, does does he look like he could still put a uniform on and 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 play for you? He'll still come out and sling it a little bit. I'm sure right. we're going to see the arm in practice. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, good. He'll, he he can oh, still yeah. spin it a little bit, huh? He can spin it. Yep. And it's like you mentioned before, instead of doing the practice with your he'll be able to do that for sure. Hey Eric, um, you know you're talking about uh, one of the assistant coaches you have, and and I noticed. I mean, I went on um, you know the website yesterday, and, and you, it looks like you kept the core of some coaches that have been at Wisconsin Lutheran for a while uh, intact. I did, yeah. That that was something that was really important. Um, that I wanted there to be some stability, and you know, it's not it's a unique situation because I had been there as as a coach in the past so before I was at Lake when I was an assistant and I coached with these guys um, and I knew the type of men they were the type of work that they put in um, and so before I went out and wanted to totally you know bring it you know a lot of times you'll hear coaches say I want to bring in my guys or that, that type of mindset I wanted to make sure that I was giving them um, the opportunity to, to to show what they could do and what they brought to the table and I mean you guys I mean Tom you know coach F- Mike Fossum he's been with the program since it started oh, yeah. with coach Miller yeah I mean, you couldn't ask for a better example of how you want to run your program and treat your players. I mean, he, he is a player's first coach, first and foremost. Um, you know, our, our defensive coordinator, Steve Donovan, I thought he's always done a good job of adapting what he does to who he, his players are, you know. And so there's a lot of guys, that um, part-time assistants, former alums, that, that uh, you know, we're really blessed to be able to have on the staff, and I want to keep that intact. Yeah, I have to say, you know, Mike Fossum has taught me a lot about offensive line play and and he and I do camps together in in the summer and you're right he is a quality guy. So what other what changes are are you looking to you know for uh in the upcoming fall? I mean, you know, brings in their own unique kind of spin. Uh, offensively you're going to be the same. Uh, yeah, you know, so- what kinds of things are are going to be happening new perhaps at Wisconsin Lutheran? The, the big changes, so off, the off-season change was the way in which we trained. Um, you know, so the best way to define how we train in the off-season, we're a movement-based program. Um, so our speed, agility work, the way that we're helping you you move and translate what you do in the weight room is our most important factor. So um, there's a lot that goes into that, but that was one major change. Um, I think as we go toward the season now, you, you're going to see some schematic changes offensively. Um, you know, we're a numbers-based offense. Everything kind of fits within the system, um, and that'll be a, a little bit different. There's a lot more choices within our plays. So, um, you know, it might look like I made a great play call. Honestly, it's our, it's our players making really good adjustments to what they see um, based on, on what we do offensively. And then um, I think the way in which we practice will change as well. I, you know, I've always, again, I, I think co- competition has to be at the core of how you prepare um, it, it's going to elevate the way your players are able to perform, but also it's going to make practice uh, that much more enjoyable too. Guys are going to enjoy coming 
um, and pushing each other and pushing themselves every day. So I think there's going to be a greater emphasis on competition um, in our practices, and that'll be a, a little bit of a change um, than years past. We're talking. You know, and it Eric, should. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. We're talking to Eric Trusky, head football coach at Wisconsin Lutheran College. Go ahead, Tom. Well, I was just going to say that uh, you know, offensively, you know, Eric, when he was the offensive coordinator at Lakeland, they ranked first or second four times, averaged 35 points a game, and and in 2017, Lakeland was ranked second in NCAA Division three in offense and eighth in scoring. So um, whatever you were doing at Lakeland that you're bringing to Wisconsin Lutheran College, I'm sure people are excited about. Yeah, no, I think so. The players, you can tell. I mean, I'm getting texts with them. We're doing Zoom calls. We're doing all those things to stay inside. You can tell they're excited. And um, that just motivates you that much more to keep working as a coach. You know, do all that you can to, to give them the tools to be successful and um, and enjoy their four years because, man, they go by fast. So. They sure hey, do. Coach. Hey, Coach, can you talk to the, the uh, student-athletes that are listening uh, to this show and to the parents and grandparents? If, if there's a junior or a, a soon-to-be senior in high school, um, high school football player that's looking to play at the next level, and you have a chance to talk to them about playing at Wisconsin Lutheran College, can you, t- can you talk a little bit about what that jump is to, to play at the college level compared to what they're playing at, at the high school level? Yeah, um, the biggest jump is honestly it's the speed of the game. Um, I, I had a, a friend actually that worked at the camps with, with Coach Tricky. Um, he he played in the NFL and he had said, you know, he, re, he remembers when he was in high school, it was like driving on a side street, and you're going about 25 to 35 miles an hour. The faster guys can maybe go 40, 45 miles an hour. So when he got to college, it was like driving on the freeway. And then uh, he said he got to the NFL, it was like NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> I would say uh, the, the speed of the game is definitely the biggest adjustment. Um, and so the two things that you want to do to prepare for that as a high school athlete, um, one obviously is making sure that you're doing all you can to physically um, move as quickly as possible. But the other thing is really come in um, prepared to learn the mental side of the game. Um, and it's we've got great high school coaches in the state of Wisconsin. They teach the game very, very well. Um, at the college level, we're just more fortunate. We get more time and more focused time, right? Um, some some teams don't have the luxury of being able to two platoon and some of those things in high school, and we have a lot more time to work the smaller de- details and intricacies and, and to build on the foundation these high school coaches have built. Um, so you'll just see a more complex, faster game on the field. Great. Hey, uh, Eric, I know we're starting to run a little bit out of time, but uh, the two things that I would like to ask you about um, you know, and this is a big thing for Mike always, um, you know, I look at your your uh, roster and I see it's probably about 55 to 60% uh, players on there. From Wisconsin, um, yep. Yeah, and, and you know, what, what are your recruitment plans? You do have players from around the country that are at Wisconsin Lutheran. Um, you know, what what's your plan for recruitment? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So, um our home base will always be Wisconsin, and we are going to do all we can to make sure that the, the talent in the state um, has an opportunity to see who we are, and if they think we're a fit, um, we want them to be a part of things. So I mean, our coaches are doing all we can to, to continue building relationships with the area high school coaches. Um, we know the type of football that's here, um, and we want to keep those guys home. Um, but we do, we are willing and do go out of state um, to recruit as well. Um, We've had great success even just recently with some kids down in Texas in the Houston area. Um, you know, we mentioned Michael Whitley. He's from Louisiana, so we have some connections there and kind of all over um, the country. And our, our philosophy is that, you know, if, if you're a good football player who has a, has a, a strong faith and a desire to improve um, who they are as, a, as not only a player but as a person, um, we want to recruit you. And so um, those kids will come from all over the country. Hey, Coach, That's a great how- philosophy. Coach, how did a kid like Michael Whitley end up at Lakeland? I, I nothing against Lakeland, but it is—it's a beautiful campus, but it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. And Whitley is from Louisiana. How, how did that happen? Yeah, um, that's a great question. Sometimes we ask ourselves that. So he—he <laughs> he had won a state title. He was at a, a smaller school, um, right on the border of Mississippi and Louisiana. He won a state title, one um, A football. 
I mean, was an all-state kid, was phenomenal, but because he played smaller football, everyone kind of, and he was 5'11", his stature's not very big, everyone kind of assumed, like, he need, if he's going to move to the next level, he's got to change positions. So we actually were, at the time, Lakeland was one of the only schools that were willing to give him an opportunity to play quarterback. Smart. Um, and it just the timing of it was, was perfect because there was a void. You know, the senior quarterback had graduated. There was an, a complete void in the, in the position, so he knew he had a chance to compete for it, and kind of the rest was history. Hey, Tom, Eric, you know I know that... we only oh, – I'm sorry, oh. Mike. No, go ahead, Tom. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I know we're, we, we're almost out of time, yep. and I just want to say – I always ask this question of, of the private school coaches that, that we have on the show. Great facilities at Wisconsin Lutheran College, not just for football but for athletics in general. But how do you feel about you know Wisconsin Lutheran College competing at the same level with schools like Whitewater? What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> um, that's a great. I mean, question. you guys play for the same championship. It would be like asking, I don't know, school in Wisconsin to beat Muskego for the state championship. You know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's it's definitely um, you're looking at apples and oranges a little bit, but we also know. I mean, we we know what we're up against. Um, and we always, when I was at Lakeland, we felt the same way. We know that we're competing for the same title, and so we just got to find a way to do things different. Um, those are great programs. I know a lot of the men that, that lead those programs and I respect them and what they do. And um, oh, they yeah. have just something different to offer, you know? And, um, so for us, we just have to find ways to, I think, retain and develop our kids better than they do. Um, that's gotta be a, a huge goal of ours. Um, and we've got to be willing to think outside the box, both in how we recruit, um, hence the reason that we go out of state and also, um, just schematically, some of the things that we're doing, you know, we're much more willing to be a, a spread, you know, pass to run system. I mean, if, you know, Tom, we've talked a little bit. You know, when we played Whitewater um, in the playoffs in, in 2016, the game plan was to not run the football. I mean, and, and when we did, it was when they completely vacated the box and we ran some quarterback draw on some of those different hey, things. So, hey guys, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, but we have got to get uh, get out. Eric Tresky. Um, make sure that you're, you know, be nice to Jasmine. You all kicked your coverage a bit there, young man. Caden and Jaden. Yeah, yeah, you know, he is in our club there, Mr. Swiddle. Um, <laughs> Eric, thank you so much. Good luck at Wisconsin Lutheran College. Thanks for listening. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coach Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.